You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Process for Profit show. So today we are going to be diving in and giving you tips on how to build a team so you can win the hour and win the day. And helping us is Chris Ward. Chris, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, Brittany, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So yeah, we actually connected via LinkedIn and Chris sent me super cool video message when we connected. And then we realized we had lots of stuff in common, um, all things productivity and thinking and systems. So wanted to bring her on and bring in her expertise. So you guys can read about her bio in the show notes, but Chris, why don't you dive in and tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey? All right. I was born in a small town. No. Okay. (laughs) People tell you that you never know where to start. All right. I, uh, I started out as a marketing strategist. I guess we're looking at where, when the hour, when the day came into play. So I started out as a marketing strategist. And like so many new entrepreneurs, I was working insane hours those first couple of years. And people report in hindsight that I wasn't that charming when I went months and months without sleep. Um, so I realized that those that were supporting me, I was kind of cranky with. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I have to say that twice because I'm not using my tongue when I speak anymore because I'm so tired. So then I started to you know, really examine like feverishly team building productivity, like what was this entrepreneurial lifestyle looking like? Like what was it? it wasn't about the money, but how do successful people who look like they, you know, started work refreshed and left fresh? What, what were they doing? So that's when I really started to gobble up, you know, all of it, all that I learned about team building and creating what I call your systems, you're saving yourself stress, time, energy, money, and creating what are now our signature super toolkits. And um, that was going well. And I got from like working 16 hours a day down to six. And I couldn't believe how hard I had worked previously and how much I was working against myself, like how counterproductive that exhaustion was, even though I was so proud of myself and working so hard, thinking I was doing the right thing. And, and so that all turned around for me. I was super excited because it was a couple of years after that, my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer and I was pulled away from the business for about two years. And when I returned after his passing, my existing clients had no idea of my absence. And so they started to ask me, like, how did I manage that? And, um, and, and I really started working with them under the capacity of of doing this team building and, and creating your, your systems and all that stuff, because I believe your business should support your life and not consume it. And that business, you know, life does have interruptions and you need a business that you can lean on. And so that's how when the hour, when the day was born. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And it came out of necessity for you, right? Um, just like myself, I am actually a mom of twins. So like organization was not some kind of luxury thing, productivity. I had to get stuff done in very short amount of time. Um, and it was not like this luxury, it was necessity. And it sounds like that came out of necessity for you as well. And I love the acronym system, saving yourself time, energy, and money, stress, time, energy, and money. Forgot the second S there, (laughs) but yeah, building that team and allowing you to 
really kind of step back a little bit and work more on the business instead of in the business. And that is definitely what we are all about here at Brittany and Co. And I've got my program called Hustle to Flow for that exact reason. (laughs) But team building, I think, especially for entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, when you say team building, they get terrified of that. So kind of talk about when people should start thinking about building a team and maybe some of those fears that first-time entrepreneurs maybe have about outsourcing and starting to kind of bring people on to help with that workload. Yeah, those are some really great points you brought up, Brittany. And what happens is you hear the word team and that sounds expensive. And it sounds like... (laughs) It sounds like back when you were an employee and you thought of all the things that, you know, they had to pay for your desk and your computer and overhead and full-time yeah. hours and all this stuff. So you're thinking from an employee mindset that's very outdated. Yeah. And so here's a really good example. Um, when I hired my first outsourcer, and this was almost 10 years ago now, because I was virtual like long before everybody else, even when somebody was five minutes away from me, I thought, you know, you'd have to drive over there and park. And, and so I really started as I examined, as I mentioned, I really started examining this. And so what was happening as a marketing strategist at this point, like close to 10 years ago, I was still going into offices and I would sit down and, and, and their plans are all very customized and all this stuff. And I would take notes and I would come back to the office and I would swear a hand to God that I would put them right in the computer or things would be fine. And what happened was most weeks, if I was lucky, I got the notes in Friday afternoon, but yeah. not to the next week. And so then, you know, somebody would, a potential client would call and I got the opportunity to be one of two people. One, you could hear me scrabbling my papers, trying to get things in order and all this stuff. But the second one is I might misquote them because these notes were meant for 20 minutes, not for two weeks, right? Yeah. And then I looked like I was trying to swindle them when in fact, I just didn't have my notes organized and not, and I was an organized person, but you know, there was just so much going on. I, I'm what I call a recovering Russian holiday, right? Yeah. So <laughs> what happened was I said, okay, there has to be another way. So then I said, all right, I hired an outsourcer for doing transcription. And when I would leave the meeting, I would sit in the driveway and I would talk for like 30 seconds a minute. And I have all the details, as detailed as I want, and give it to my transcriptionist. And she would put it right into the computer within 24 hours. Now, some weeks I didn't need her at all. Some weeks I needed her for three or four hours of meetings. But because this was her zone of genius, and I do not understand this, but this is all she wanted. (laughs) She had like 10 clients. This sounded like painfully boring to me, but this was her jam. That's fine. We all have our crosses to bear. And so the weeks that I did use her for three or four hours, it was like $12 because she was so fast because this is all she did. I mean, and now there's even software to replace that even cheaper. So what I want you to understand everyone is we're not talking about, you know, once you arrive, once you start making all this money, and then you can start having a team, you will not get there without a team. Yep. And right this week, actually, on uh, we're putting a free gift up on www.freegiftfromchriskris.com. We're doing this little manual to show you how to get. We've had so far 800 hours just this year alone on free high-tech labor using co-op students from high schools. And we've been doing this for about 10 years now. We've had about 30, 40 students come through. And so even that, even set up to have that as part of your team where you're getting like, you know, they have to put in 200 hours per semester. And this year, because of the pandemic, the semesters are shorter. So we're getting more students. So it's working yeah. for our favor. So there, we're not talking about spending money. We're talking about putting you in a position to get your ideas to execution. Because without that, 
you're just chasing that web of admin and you might as well have stayed at your last job. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I mean, I I don't think as entrepreneurs, we think about like hiring interns or college students and you're like, oh, well, I'm this business owner who hasn't made it very far. Like they don't want to learn from me. Well, you're like a thousand steps ahead of them. And if that's something they're interested in, why not take that like free labor for them to be able to get that experience and both of you to benefit from? I absolutely love that. Yeah, I think my first hire was my bookkeeper. So I did pay money for somebody to come in on my team, but I like numbers, except from a high level to like know how much money I've got going on, right? Numbers are not my jam. And it would take me probably 15 times longer than whatever it took her to do it. And I was paying her for that. And I'm like, it's just so worth it to me because now I can take those 15 hours to actually go make money so that she can keep track of my money. (laughs) So you really have to think about kind of that ROI on these hires, even if they're really, really small, if they're free, if they are somebody that you're paying and really just make sure that the time that you are having them take over that you're using for revenue generating activities. So I super loved all of those points. What was maybe one of the biggest mistakes that is made when you kind of see even either when you were building a team or that you see when people are building teams, what are some of those big mistakes that people make? That's a great question. There's a couple of big ones. One is, you know, it's kind of like they think that they've got this big hot mess and they know they're running around. Like I said, and they think they could bring somebody in. Like I call it Ethel syndrome where you could bring somebody in like Ethel back in the fifties, where you had like maybe the town doctor and Ethel knew where everything was sort of like her, his wife and work wife. And you think, Oh, I'm going to get one of these wonderful people. And I'm in chaos. She's going to come and she's going to organize me. And I'm going to, Oh, I won't be able to live without her. This is great. Well, adding more people to chaos doesn't take anything away from chaos. Ah, I love that. More people, more problems, unless you've got the right systems in place. right? Right. Right. And so what happens is, Listen, especially the outsourcers, this is a part where you hear this, that they leave because they look at you and go, you're going to turn on me at some point because you're all over the map and you don't know what you're doing. You don't know which ends up and you're stressed out and that's going to be my problem. And so that's where you start losing outsourcers. So what I would say to you is you're not, this is what I talk about with our super toolkits. You're not set up for them and they can't parent up. They can't come in as your hire and then manage you and tell you how to set up your business. So that's a big thing. You're hiring somebody when you're just in full on chaos and think that's going to fix your problem. Oh my gosh. I actually had talked to a potential client one time and she's like, well, I've had seven VAs and none of them have worked out for me. And I'm like, so let's look at the common denominator. Um, it's you, sorry to say, but you don't have systems in place and they can't come in and be this magic pill to fix everything. If you don't know what you want, if you don't know your strategy, if you don't have a plan, like they can't come in and fix a chaotic, crazy business that's not set up. Um, and it's not their business. Like they can't yeah. overlook you. And you know, that really brings up another great point, Brittany. One of the other big problems I see people do all the time is it's too broad. Or it's the opposite. So let's say you hire a VA and she's really good and things are really working out. And then you go, she's really good at this. Or he, he's really good at this. And then you go, oh, I'm going to give her some social media stuff. Uh And you start (laughs) diluting this thing that's working for you because you think all of a sudden it's a magic pill to everything. And then it starts to water down. And three months later, you're going, she needs to be really good. Well, yeah, because now you've got her all over the place doing all these things that aren't jammed. Yes, I have seen seen that a lot. They're like, oh my gosh, I found this magic unicorn VA that can do everything. And I'm like, 
yeah, but at some point, like she's not going to be able to do everything extremely well and something is going to fall off. So for me, I actually brought on a community manager for Hustle to Flow and our community not too long ago. And I have tried very hard to keep her just within that bucket or anything that's related to that bucket because then she can excel within that bucket. She's not trying to spread herself across like, oh, let me help with a podcast and let me help with social media and let me help manage the community. She's one kind of bucket and area within the business, which is going to help that area succeed a lot faster. Yeah. We're not talking like I'm all about keeping your team lean. So although I say don't dilute them, I'm not talking about having a team of 10, right? (laughs) I I have a team of five and I have a podcast and I've written a book and I have marketing clients. I've written the hour clients and we we operate at, I'm on, I'm on other shows. We operate, we execute at a really high level. We get a lot of stuff done, you know, and, but and I've had three of them now for about seven years. So I'm not talking about growing and just adding more people every oh, time. Oh, yeah. Again, right? More people, more yeah. problems, more systems yeah. that you have to create, more hurdles you have to come across, all of those things. Yeah, my team is really small as well. I have a community manager, a bookkeeper, and a podcaster and myself. And then I'll bring on, and they're all contractors, but I'll bring on maybe some additional like project people like, hey, let's work on Pinterest or hey, let's work on yeah. this kind of thing. But yeah, you do not have to have a huge team. You don't have to spend tons of money, but when you, from a business owner standpoint, know the things that are moving you forward and your big picture and goals, it helps you to start outsourcing better because you can say, Oh, this, I need this person. I need this person to do these things to get me to point C. Right. Um, so I think that's super, super helpful. Are you ready to scale your business? Are you ready for focus, clarity, and systems to save you time and give you the freedom you crave? Are you ready to work on your business and not in your business? Imagine this, waking up with your day already planned, checking things off your task list that are moving the needle forward, and closing the laptop by 5 p.m., all while hitting your income goals. It's all possible. I scaled my business to six figures in less than 14 months with the right strategy, systems, and support. Hustle to Flow is my exact road to scalability framework that will get you all of that and more. Try it out today for $7 for seven days to see if it's a good fit for you because we are on a mission to support entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the world. So maybe it's, what is... What are some of the myths out there maybe about team building? We might've already kind of touched on some of these, but I think people hear team building and there's just so many things that swirl around in their brains. Yeah. One of my big things is so many people think, all right, so I got a VA and the idea is to get stuff off my desk onto her desk. And, and it's, it's really just moving a pile. And my passion is, cause I'm all about, you know, creating a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. And you, it, and we all started this entrepreneur journey. We didn't start a business to run a business. We started because exactly. we had this burning creation that we wanted to get out and we thought you could do this differently or whatever your jam is, right? So what I would say is one of my big things is I'm all about compressing your admin time and increasing your creation time. So getting you out of that web of admin. So when people talk about having a team, they have this mindset of, okay, great. Now I've got somebody here. It's quicker to do it myself. Now I have to manage them. But when you have a real team, they manage you 
you don't manage them. Yeah. And it's not about this whole ethyl thing I talked about before. It's about a rising tide lifts all ships. And it's about my team. Their job too is to constantly look at how do we get this thing from 12 steps down to eight down to seven so that they have compressed time and they can create. And when they create, it allows me to create and execute at a really high and efficient level. So it's not about managing them and you have already a lot to do. And now you're going to have to, you know, be like mother hen managing or, yeah. <laughs> or father, hen, father rooster, right? <laughs> managing the team. So that's a big myth is it's not another thing to do when done well, they push you forward. Yeah. I love that. It doesn't take time. It makes time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, from a high level, right? Like I'm, I'm still involved and we still have operations meetings and we, we map things out and say, okay, to get to this goal, these are the things we need to do this quarter, this month. So it's not like you're, you're not involved at all, but it's them coming onto the team is going to help you be less involved in the day to day of that backend admin. And like you said, be more in that creation and revenue generating and relationship building, being on podcasts, like all of those different things that are actually going to grow your business instead of the stuff that we all spend tons of time doing in the back end, being busy and not actually being productive or moving forward. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. It's all about that. I mean, I know for us right now with my win the hour, win the day podcast, it's like general business stuff just to get your next win now. So we, we don't <sighs> zero in on this like you do. We just talk about all kinds of things. It could be anything from social media to sales. I and I know right now we're looking at doubling it so we'll do two shows a week but we have it fine-tuned so that when that happens it's going to increase our workload 12 percent, but it's yep. going to double our output yep. and my you know that's what's happening with the team right now is they're looking at all these steps okay how can we do this and press that so it's really about you know once as an entrepreneur you know i know when i wrote my book when they are when the day i was certain like a child once i got that out i will never want for anything again yeah. <laughs> And then the next thing came because we're entrepreneurs and those ideas never stop. (laughs) Yeah. So you just always think like, oh no, once this happens, I promise mom, I'll be so happy. I don't want for anything. But you do that. You just climbing a mountain makes you see the next mountain. So that's what it's about is, is allowing you the only frustration you have as an entrepreneur really truly is that you just can't get your ideas to execution fast enough. Oh my gosh. You yes. Look at anybody that has, you have any professional jealousy for, or like, how are they doing that? All you're looking at is that they're getting their ideas to execution. That's it. Yep. Ideas to execution. So this team philosophy that I'm always talking about, it allows you to get your ideas to execution and that, that changes everything. Yeah, that's huge. And I mean, I think you've touched on a lot of good things, but like entrepreneurs, we have so many ideas and you have to have this filter too. (laughs) That's why I talk about big picture strategy a lot and like knowing what that big picture plan is because you have to wear this filter constantly. Cause I'm like, Ooh, let me create this ebook. Ooh, let me create this new course. Ooh, let me add things to my, like it never stops, (laughs) but you have to have this filter that allows you to say like, okay, this has to be put on the back burner because this, my team doesn't have capacity for this. This isn't getting us to our one-year goals. Like you have to have that filter on and having a team that's taking some of that heavy lifting on the back end allows you to see clearer that bigger picture so that you can have that filter and make sure that you're not doing things that you shouldn't be working on right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I'm going to throw you a curveball because I didn't prep for this one, but maybe what are some of your top, top tips for people to kind of prep and get ready for this, right? Like maybe they're entrepreneur, they're solopreneur, they're in the weeds, they're super hustling about everything right now. And they're like, all right, I know I need to bring someone on. I know that I need to give somebody else some of the stuff. What are some of those top tips for that person to kind of get ready for that from maybe like a system and process standpoint, and then maybe places to find people? Yeah, those are great questions. So what I would tell you, here's one of the other big myths is, oh, I call this, you know, frankly, pulling a Chris, right? Because you feel like, okay, I got this idea. So I'm going to go in on Sunday and I'm just going to get it all done and all set up. Oh so, gosh, yes. <laughs> we've, all done, we've all done that before. I'm like, I have this opt-in. It's only 47 tasks. I can totally do that in two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so insert your own name here. And uh, so what I would tell people is I, I've dealt with what I call sufferpreneurs. If you're doing it by yourself, yeah. you really are suffering. So it's a sufferpreneur. So what I tell people is I, I've dealt with, uh, you know, in our group coaching clients, people that come to me, they're like, you don't understand. I spent a month building out this <laughs> system and then I hired somebody that didn't work. And so we had a videographer, uh, he did really high end videos for corporate clients and stuff. And he's like, okay. And so now he's getting all this money to do one day shoot. But of course, let's say he makes whatever, let's keep it simple, a thousand dollars. But when you when you spread that over two weeks of editing, it's no longer a thousand dollars for the day, like, right? <laughs> right. So that's not working, right? And then his system can be automated. Like, oh my gosh, you can clip this and do that. And even if he has some magical thing that only he can do, then he could have all that prepped, and then he can do his magical thing at the end. Yeah. So what I would say to people is, you know, you try to make this big system, but it's never used. You have it's a constantly a breathing project. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's always moving. It's always every week we're looking at something we do and we'll say, Oh, we can change this. Or that was a bit confusing. It's always tweaking the system. So when you're starting out, what I would say is keep it simple and just do a screen capture and you could say, Oh, use loom. It's free and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do now. Re- record the screen. And then you could say to them, I have to do this every morning and whatever. Can you start doing this for me tomorrow? Here's a video on how to do it. And then can you write the steps out for this? Yeah. So we have the process for that so that when you outgrow this job or we get a free student or we do all these things, then we're not, oh, we yeah, have it. Sarah knows how to do that, but Steve doesn't. Yep. So you really, as you go, you can just start doing these. And that's the best way because then they'll like, if you try to write out, you're going to miss steps. You're going to, oh, I forgot yeah. to tell you on Tuesdays, that's something different, blah, blah, blah. So just even screen capture is your best friend. Yes. I love that. I tell my clients and my students and everyone, it's just that mindset switch of thinking in systems and thinking like that, right? Like thinking, Hey, if I record this, I could off like offload that and give that to someone else. Hey, if I write down this quick little thing, somebody else can do that. And just thinking in that system. So I tell my clients, I'm like, we've created a template, but anytime you're like, Hey, I can fix this. Always go back to the template first and fix the template so that anyone moving forward has the new version, right? Like you're not having to fix that each time. And just that mindset switch of thinking in processes, which I think is hard, especially for creatives. I know I work with a lot of creatives, but I tell them, I'm like, if you have this system and this process and this container, it's going to help free up your creative thinking, even though it seems really, really structured. Yeah. So people tend to think that it's structured and they think of systems of that. Oh, that's painful. (laughs) And they're thinking back to the corporate world where most systems were set up for liability, right? 
And like, look, you don't hand somebody a FedEx driver in Oregon to get to a Chicago hospital for a transplant, <laughs> transplant and say, hey, you've got the address, right? Like, you don't do that. Right. Businesses are not run on memory. And and I know for me too, like every business, that, and one of the other myths that you, you asked about, Brittany, is uh, so many people think their business is different. Like you guys, you're going, oh, my business is different. Nope, you don't understand. It's not. They're all the same. They all have the same processes. <laughs> We had an interior designer and she said, Chris, you don't understand. I'm going to a room. I see this. Nope. I see that. Um, you know, it takes me two hours, blah, blah, blah. So when we started working with her, listen, there's always pre and post work. There's always copy and paste. And so we did all this work with her. And then what happened, we were able to get her appointments down to 45 minutes with the admin pre and post. And then all of a sudden now in the afternoon, she's, oh my gosh, she's on these big stages with these big yeah. people from HGTV. She's doing all this press because she's doing her morning appointments that she used to think she could only do two in the morning. Now she can do four. So that it's just, it's so much easier than you understand. So much more freeing. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that I work with that's creative, they're like, well, I just, I don't want your systems and your like structure to stifle my creativity. I'm like, it's going to do the exact opposite. Like it's going to allow you to not have to think about that stuff. So you have all of this space that's freed up that allows you to do the creative stuff a lot better. So yeah. Do you have a favorite piece of software or tool that you really love that helps you and your team be more efficient? You know what? I already mentioned it and it's not so much. Yeah. I think Loom again or any screen okay. capture. Yeah, I love it. And not for me, the systems is one thing, but I think what happens is a couple of things. One is show and tell, man, oh man, they taught us that well in kindergarten. So if you send somebody a message and you type it out, even, you know, in your whatever project management, you type it out. First of all, tones really like, oh, I don't really like the blue here. Depending yeah. on what mood they're in, they're reading that as a judgment or a criticism. But if you did a screen capture, you could just say, hey, you did a really great job here. I think this blue should just be lighter. Can you change that? We're good to go. But, you know, so it's you can the average person talks something like 200 words per minute. But if you're a good typist, that's 50 words per minute. Yeah. So but I think there's a lot of clarity in just them hearing your voice. That really makes a difference as far as where where they are in the, in the judgment factor, because people are always criticizing their own work. So I think that's a powerful tool that people don't understand the value of that. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. When I found Loom, I was like, this makes my life so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I can just click on it, show them everything and then pop the link in and send it to them. And then I am done. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Chris, well, thank you so much for your information. Um, is there anything else that you feel like would be really helpful that you want to cover and share with our audience? Um, well, when you ask for hacks and stuff, I think the other thing that I think is really helpful for people to understand if you have to do posts or blogs or whatever, what happens is so many of us, you know, this is just a simple takeaway for you guys right now. It's really not about system. Well, it is a system, but what happens is when we go to type, we go into a different tone, like a presentation tone, because that's how we were taught to write. Yeah. And if you just do audio and now Google's got a little thing in tools, you just click audio, you can do a transcription right into Google. You can do it on your phone. If you talk, I now talk all my blogs and you'd be surprised because I'm talking to you. I'm not standing there going therefore, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So all of a sudden, if you talk it out, then go back and then tweak it with typing, you'd be like, oh yeah, I say that all the time. But if you try to type it or write it, it comes from a different part of the brain. So this whole idea where we're supposed to sound like ourselves and be more engaging in our blogs and social media, hit audio, everyone. It's going to save you. It's going to save your shoulders from typing. It's going to be faster. It's going to come out better. And it's just done. 
Ah, I love that. Anything that makes it faster. I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Chris, where can people find you? And do you have any resources that you want to share? Yeah. Check out the www.freegiftfromchriskris.com. Awesome. Hey, reach out to me on LinkedIn or any of the socials and tell me you heard me on this fabulous podcast and we will be fast friends and I'm here to support. Awesome. Yes, everybody, we will drop the link in the show notes for you guys so you can go check that out. Definitely go connect with Chris, grab all the things from her because um, like I said, we connected and hit it off because we are all things systems and productivity. So just another fabulous resource. But Chris, thank you so much for your time and coming on. Thank you for having me, Brittany. This is fun. Like a sister from another mister. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. Awesome, guys. Well, if you need anything from us, just shoot us an email at hello at processforprofit.co. We're always looking for awesome guests like Chris and anyone else that you know that wants to talk about systems and productivity and growing a business. So definitely reach out. And if you have any questions, we are here for you. So thanks so much. We'll see you next time. 